It's a new year and a new chance for you to make a fresh start with your compliance. For the next 31 days on the FCPA Compliance Report, we're going to be bringing you a daily tip, strategy, or idea that you can use to improve your program. Here's your host, Tom Fox, the Compliance Evangelist. Day 31, Levels of Due Diligence. Due diligence is generally recognized in three levels, levels one, two, and three. Each level is appropriate for a different level of corruption risk. The key is to develop a mechanism to determine the appropriate level of due diligence, then implement that going forward. The 2019 guidance stated a well-designed compliance program should apply risk-based due diligence to its third-party relationships. Although the degree of appropriate due diligence may vary based on the size and nature of the company or transaction, prosecutors should assess to the extent to which the company has an understanding of the qualifications of its third-party partners, including agents, consultants, distributors that are commonly used to conceal misconduct, as such payments to bribe or bribes to foreign officials in international transactions. Prosecutors should also assess whether the company knows its third-party partners' reputations and relationships with any, if any, with foreign officials. Finally, prosecutors should further assess whether the company has engaged in ongoing monitoring of third-party relationships, be it through updated due diligence, training audits, or annual compliance certifications. The question becomes, how do you use this information you obtain in the business justification and questionnaire to determine an appropriate level of due diligence for the next step in the five-step process of third-party management? A three-step approach of varying levels of due diligence is the appropriate analysis to take forward. A three-step approach was discussed in Opinion Release 1002 by the Department of Justice. The Opinion Release sets out a clear break which every compliance practitioner should use in considering appropriate levels of due diligence to engage your third-party risk management process or when the level of due diligence required on a potential business partner. Very good description of the three levels of due diligence was presented by Candace Tao, founder and CEO of Infertile Worldwide. She stated, Level 1, the first level of due diligence typically consists of checking names, and companies through a hunt, uh, one of several global watch lists comprised of AML and a bribery sanctions list com- coupled with other financial corruption and criminal databases. These global lists create a useful first-party screening tool or first-level screening tool to detect potential red flags for corrupt activity. It is also a very inexpensive step in compliance from an investigative viewpoint. This basic level one is extremely important for companies to complement their compliance policies and procedures, demonstrating a broad intent to actively comply with international regulatory requirements. Level two. Level two encompasses supplementing the global watch list with a deeper screening of international media, typically major newspapers and periodicals from all countries, plus detailed internet searches. Such inquiries often reveal other forms of corruption-related information and may expose undisclosed or hidden information about the company's the third-party key executives, and associated parties. Level 2 should also include an in-country database search. Other types of information you should consider obtaining are the country of domicile, international government records, use of in-country sources to provide assessments, a check for international derogatory electronic and physical media searches, both in English and in native language. Level 3. This is a deep dive. It will require an in-country, boots-on-the-ground investigation. A level three due diligence investigation is designed to supply your company with a comprehensive knowledge 
or analysis rather of all available public data supplemented with detailed field intelligence to identify known and more importantly unknown conditions. Seasoned investigators know the local language and familiar with local politics bring an extra layer of depth assessment to an in-country investigation. The direction of work and analyzing the resulting data is often critical to successful outcome. The key to understanding the results from both a technical perspective and the understanding what the results mean in plain English. Investigative reports should include actionable recommendations based on clearly defined assumptions or preferable well-developed factional data points. <clears throat> but more than simply an investigation of the company, including a site visit coupled with on-site interviews, you should have other things you should investigate, include an in-depth background check of key executives or principal players. These are not routine employment-type background checks, <clears throat> which are simply designed to confirm existing information, but rather executive due diligence checks designed to investigate hidden secret or undisclosed information about the individual. Reputational information, involvement in other businesses, direct or direct involvement in lawsuits, history of litigious and other lifestyle behaviors which could adversely affect your business, public perceptions of impropriety should be disclosed publicly. Further, you may need to engage a foreign law firm to investigate the third party in its home country to determine their compliance with a home country's laws, licensing requirements, and regulations. Lastly, and most importantly, you should use a level three due diligence to look at the proposed third party in the eye and get a firm idea of his or her cooperation and attitude towards compliance as one of the most important inquiries is not legal but based on the response and the cooperation of the third parties. More than simply trying to determine if the third party objected to any portion of the due diligence process or if they object to the scope, <coughs> coverage, or purpose of the FCPA, you can use a third level three to determine if the third party is willing to stand up with you under the FCPA and whether you are willing to partner with this third party. There are many different approaches to the specifics of due diligence. By laying out some of the approaches, you can craft relevant portions into your compliance program. The level one, two, and three trichotomy appears to have the greatest favor and one you should be able to implement in a straightforward manner. But the key is you must assess your company's risk then manage that risk. If you need to perform additional due diligence to answer questions or clear red flags to do so, <clears throat> you can. And do not forget, document, document, document all your due diligence. So what are today's three key takeaways? Number one, all level one due diligence should only be used where there is a low risk of corruption. Number two, a level two due diligence is sufficient in a high-risk jurisdiction if there are no red flags which have popped up in level one and need to be cleared. And number three, a level three due diligence is a deep dive, boots on the ground investigation, which will require time, effort, and most importantly, money, as you will have to bring in outside experts and hire local assets to do a full and thorough investigation to fully protect your organization. Today's offering concludes my series of 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program response to this series has been, frankly, uh, overwhelming as uh, the numbers of people who have downloaded my podcast and taken looks on the information I posted has really uh, dramatically gone up this month. It made me realize there's really a thirst for the nuts and bolts practical knowledge of how you design, create, and implement a best practices compliance program. So uh, I've decided to continue this series uh, throughout 2020 
And I hope you'll join me again uh, next month where I'm going to take up another topic in uh, best practices compliance program. Now, I'm not going to do it every day. Um, That borders on a level of uh, insanity if I tried to do 365 days of compliance. I'm going to do one every business day. Once again, it'll be the same format uh, between 8 and 10 minutes and uh, giving you one thing you can do on each day at little or no cost. Uh, And of course, we'll have three key takeaways from each uh, day. So I hope you will continue to listen in. We're going to keep this uh, podcast series on 31 days to a more effective compliance program on iTunes because we have the iTunes channel set up. So you can uh, binge listen to them if you want to go through, or you can listen to them one day at a time. It's something that uh, I'm committed to bringing to the compliance community, commit, uh, community, and I know uh, it will be helpful and useful for us to explore all of these topics together. Thanks again for listening. 31 days to a more effective compliance program in January and the rest of 2020. This production of the Compliance Podcast Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. Thank <laughs> you.